What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. The Last of Us, Episode 2, titled Infected, has officially dropped. We are about two hours after its, uh, you know, it, its premiere time, so to speak. And I'm just going to I'm going to forewarn everybody right now that might be listening to this episode. Uh, there might be a couple of slips in language uh, to talk about this episode um, and maybe a small spoiler. This is a goddamn masterpiece. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just, you know, peeling peeling back the curtain for listeners a second here. Um Normally when we log on, you know, Matt and I will, will chat for a second or two, check in, you know, see how work's going, family stuff, just kind of BS a little bit, talk about the episode a bit or movie or whatever it is we're about to do. We logged on. It was just like, all right, we just got to hit record. We can't. Like it's, yeah. Holy cow. So in, in the nicest yeah. way possible, I don't care about your day. <laughs> yeah. We got to just like the both we of us. get into this. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get into this. Um it's it's amazing. So just in the last week, you know, this is this is the show that it, that everyone is buzzing about right now. I mean, certainly there's a lot going on with the NFL playoffs, and that's dominating a lot of of, of what people are talking about. But this show is is also starting to take off, and I promise you, after this week, it is only going to increase. I mean, it's everywhere. All the places you would normally expect to see content about this, but even in places that you don't expect it, like my in-laws came up to visit for a couple of days, and um, they knew what this show was, mm-hmm. and they're not gamers. Like I remember last episode, I said everybody's a gamer now. They're kind of, you know, my father-in-law plays stuff on his tablet, but that's really about it. GQ did a feature telling everybody where you could go to buy the jacket Joel wears in the show. And they were breaking down Joel's fashion sense. Like there's an article on GQ.com right now for this. Everybody is going to be dressed as Joel for Halloween this year. This show is everywhere. And I'm telling you after this week, anybody you that you know that is watching this, that hasn't tried to convince other people to watch it is going to start being like, no, you don't understand. Watch this show. Yeah, it's have you seen where fans are already voting this the greatest show ever after the first episode? I mean, listen, I I had hope that it would be, but we ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> no. And with with this episode, it starts off right away and it doesn't even start off with Joel or Ellie. It starts off with so much dread and i love much like the first episode opened with that tv interview from 1968 where i was like oh this is interesting i really like that they did this opening this episode with uh this doctor coming in rob where were they i'm i'm sorry they were in Jakarta, Indonesia. Yes. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is not a not a location from the game, not right. characters from the game, not even, you know, it, completely new ideas. And I love the liberties they're taking, you know, just like starting in 1968 last week um, and, and starting in Jakarta um, just to make it. A, I think what it, that really does is it builds this world as bigger. It's not mm-hmm. just where you see it. It's it's going to be a global thing. And and not only that, I just I love the straightforwardness of the doctor and how 
her answer is when she's like, there is no cure for something like this. And it's, well, what do we do? And she just says, you have to bomb everybody here. Like, I don't like the idea. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't like the idea of bombing a city. I like the idea of the seriousness and the, the just realization of this character that, again, is completely for this show to just say, this is what we have to do. And it puts you, you know, it makes you dive even further into this world and even makes you kind of look back on that first episode. It makes you think about like, okay, it was 20 years, you know, after we saw the initial part of the outbreak and just like, yeah, the decisions that people have had to make, like, you just have to do this. Like that opening, I, I just, I knew again from that opening, much like the first episode, I went, this is going to be great. I, I don't see how this episode is a dud. And again, God damn. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't believe it. It kind of what I love about it is it really does set the rules of engagement for this world. It helps mm -hmm. you understand the stakes. It helps you understand how decisions are going to be made just in that simple bomb this city. Yep. And and at the time, we already kind of have an understanding, you know, because we're watching the show you know, in the present day, knowing what she said then that had to have sounded insane to the, the, you know, the general that she was speaking to, like bomb the city, like, Whoa, are you sure we don't need just like some antibiotics or just right. tell everybody to like, you know, monitor their symptoms and stuff like that. Like she drink some from, orange juice, get some vitamin C. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, rest up, do some exercise. And if you're not feeling well, stay home. Like, you know, that's a pretty big leap. But the fact that she goes there really does tell you, and certainly uh, listeners who are fans of the game know there's going to be some craziness that we're going to expect mm -hmm. to have happen. But if you're listening to this, again, uh, if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Thank you for, for choosing the show. Um, but we are going to keep this uh, spoiler free for uh, we're going to talk about just what we've seen. We're not going to spoil anything that only uh, people who have played the game will know the answer to. Uh, but those of you who have know that there's going to be some some really crazy stuff happen. And just the, just that bomb this city really does. Um, my God, my heart is literally still racing yeah. from from watching this like it, I and I finished up probably about 20 more 20 minutes before we went on air. And I'm literally my heart is still pounding in my chest. You know what, too, drove it home for me, and I, I interpreted it this way. Um, before that scene ends, she asked if somebody can drive her home so that she could be with her family. I interpreted that as she's not leaving. Like, she knows that what she's saying is going to kill her and her family as well. And she's going home to spend time with them because there's no avoiding this. Like, that's how I interpreted that scene ending, too, was like... It, like the realization is everyone's dying. That's there. Yeah. It's not a uh, two weeks to, you know, to slow the curve or anything like that. No. It's just bomb this city. Like she literally means like, call this in right now. Like yeah. call this in, explain this to them. This needs to be done before the end of the day. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> it, it's not a, it's not simply a matter of just, you know, using DoorDash instead of going to get mm -hmm. your groceries and wearing a mask. It's no bomb this city. Yeah. And that leads us into, uh, you know, 
the ending of episode one where they find out that Ellie is infected and already, you know, this, this show and the chemistry, you can see the chemistry between the actors. Now we'll get into part of this episode in a little bit. I'm not going to talk about, I think the scene that you probably know what I'm mentioning right now, but even though it's not a lot yet, boy, you can tell that, you know, the two character, the two actor, the actor, uh, Pedro Pascal and the girl playing Ellie, I forget her name. Um, Bella Ramsey. Yes. Bella Ramsey. You can tell they have really good chemistry in the short interactions that they have. Yeah. There's, um, you know, Joel is still full on smuggler mode. And in this initial scene, when, when Ellie first kind of wakes up, um, I really love the character bits in this early part of the episode we get from Tess. She's, Mm -hmm. she's so no nonsense. She's so straightforward. She's not a good guy. And and she doesn't make any apologies for being a bad guy. Like she's like, nah, it's what it is. Like, and again, it sets that tone when, you know, from bomb this city, like we know, like there's going to be terrible stuff that has to happen for your own survival. Yeah. And again, she, the way she explains it to her, she's like, look, I'm going to talk to you like an adult. We're not good people. So tell us or we'll kill you. We'll hurt you. Like, and we'll figure out a way to get what we need somewhere else. Like, you better be honest with me right now. I don't care that you're a kid. This is the world that we live in. You Like nobody gets a pass. Nobody gets the benefit of the doubt. Tell us what we want to know or there's consequences. And even those moments that you were kind of referring to where we start to see the, what will become the foundation of this, uh, of this story, which will be the the relationship of Joel and Ellie, you know, he still is very distant to her. She still doesn't trust him. And, and I love the character bits we get of Ellie. These are, these are straight out of the game where she is such a smart ass. Yeah. And it's so funny. And then immediately after that, it's juxtaposed with, with something really funny where she's still a kid, you know, she's Mm -hmm. 14. She's still a little kid and, and those bounce back and forth. And, and you kind of see that moment where they're waiting for Tess to open up that that pathway forward where she's asking him questions. She's a kid and she's bored. You know, yep. that's what she does. It's kind of her version of are we there yet? Yep, exactly. And Joel's immediate pass. You know, he'll answer a few things and then he's like, pass. But you start to see him, I don't want to say warming to her, but he starts to regard her as more than just cargo. You, Yeah, you see little chinks in the armor and you see it with both of them, though. Like you were talking yep. about with her and like kind of the humor. You also, there are, you know, there's bits and pieces where you do see the actual, you know, her being worried. Like, well, we're going to take the long way, right? Like we're not cutting across. And, you know, I, I just, I like how, it, and we had just talked about this, though, in our review of the movie Hancock, where there's tonal shifts and there's just too much going on where you don't know what this is. There's there's shifts in these characters, but they all make sense and they're acted so well that when she's being a smart ass, it's funny. And when she's like genuinely nervous about what they're about to do, it makes sense. And when Joel cuts her off and says next question and he's like you can't ask me anything about me well then she kind of like loopholes them 
And three questions later, she's still asking a question about him and he's answering it. Yeah, it's um, anybody that's taken kids on a road trip will will have that feel a little bit familiar, you know, just with less fungal zombies, I guess. But, right. Um, man, do I love the set designs for oh my. this show? God, this is holy cool. cow. If this thing doesn't just vacuum up a whole bunch of awards for a whole bunch of things for for acting, for direction, for set design, for costume design, for makeup effects. Um, I'm going to be shocked if if this thing doesn't just, you know, if if, if they don't have to rent a U-Haul to take home all the right. awards when this thing is all said and done, something is greatly amiss. The the infected screen that we first get in the distance, even before we get to the the real climactic moments here, even just that infected screen, the gamer in me went, "Oh wow, I think they I think they use the actual sound design, but either way, it sounds really good." And that tension as they start to get into the city is just building and building and the exploration of the game. I mean, the, the game is, is a horror game. It's a third mm-hmm. person shooting horror game, but there's so much of it that is based around the exploration and getting through. And there's little, you know, kind of puzzles and things like that, that you have to figure out how to get around um, and just different ways to get into, you know, into the next environment. And the way that that's incorporated while still making it feel like an, a, the storytelling of a TV show that's yep. different from the storytelling of a game. It is, it was unbelievable to me. It was absolutely masterful to see how they adapted some of that and made it feel like it. But to somebody who's listening to this, who's not, you know, who isn't a gamer or has no relation to it, you know, they wouldn't have really noticed it. They just would have thought this was cool world yep. building and to see this environment. Yeah. And I found myself once again, like talking to my television during this, epi- <laughs> like during this episode, I, it, when they first walked outside and they get that shot, I'm like, this looks like, this looks amazing. Lifted I right out of the game. I even jokingly, what, like jokingly though, when he was, when Joel and Ellie were ducking behind a display, I was like, use your radar sense. Like, right. and I know we said like, we don't need that, but like I was having such fun with it that, I, I literally was just I, I couldn't help but just talk out loud and like I, I was just enamored with what was happening on screen. Every single moment of it, every moment was something to be in awe of, whether it was the shot of the city, the you know, all of the infected laying on the ground, just hearing about, oh, well, if you step on this, it can you know, attract them from, I forget the exact line, but, and then you've got them all coming for you. Just everything about this kept me glued at the screen. Like I didn't want to blink. Cause I was like, I don't want to miss a single shot. Oh my God. So I, I looked down on my phone cause I wanted to write a note down on about something and I, I didn't want to, cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to like, I didn't want to take my eyes off the mm-hmm. screen. I didn't want to miss anything about this. I didn't want to, you know, a single detail of the sets or the world or just miss any sounds or miss any of the dialogue, miss any of the, the relationship building that was going to happen. It, it really, it's hard to watch this show to talk about later because it's like anything important that I want to make sure that I, I write down. Uh, it's tough to stop what I'm doing. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and coin it. Uh, I'm going to call it the um, the fungal fiber optic network is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, so I haven't seen that anywhere. I'm pretty sure that's original, uh, but that's what we're that's what I'm going to call it. And that is a change from from uh, from the game. That wasn't something that was included there. But I'll tell you, and there's one other thing that we'll get to that is a, a major change uh, in the story from the game. Uh, I'm 100% cool with what they've added. I think that the that this fungal fiber optic network just adds more tension because it adds more danger. It yep. adds every step they have to be much more careful about. And, it, you know, they might have cleared a room or cleared a building or an alley or just, you know, a, a general area, but that doesn't mean that they're ever safe. Right. And the tension that that adds, who boy. Yeah. And I will say again, it's, it's, there's some, but, Every I hate to call them liberties, but every change that they have made so far in these first two episodes, it, it only makes it better, which is the crazy thing to think of, because exactly if you know the game again, no, like no spoilers for the game here, just talking about the episode. But if you know the game, you know, mostly sort of what's coming, Um you know, the story. And you're like, well, the game by itself is 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 perfect. Rob, like you highly regarded as one of the greatest games you've ever played. A lot of people share that same sentiment. Like the game by itself is a masterpiece. If you would have maybe just done a shot for shot dialogue for dialogue remake of this game, it would still work. But the fact that they're able to do other things and add things to this, and it's a flawless insert is really remarkable because we've seen where that does not work. Yeah. There's, you know, if you, if you made two lists, right. Of, of film and TV video game adaptions and on column a, you have stuff that worked. Um, you don't even really need much more than a post-it note to be able to fill that out. People might think you wrote your list in invisible ink. They'd be like, where's, Where's your list? <laughs> yeah, there's not much of a list. And column B is all of the video game adaptions that have failed miserably. And I mean, not even just that we're like kind of okay, kind of good. Like, I think the most recent Mortal Kombat was kind of okay. Like, it wasn't good. It's meh. It's very meh to like less than meh, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's about the best you can say for a lot of, I mean, we won't even get into resident evil, um, which is interesting because it shares kind of a genre with this, right? It, it shares, you know, they, they operate in the same space kind of, um, and I have 100% faith that this is going to continue to crush. Um, so, you know, I think what, what this show really gives me hope for is that when the right production company adapts the right property and puts the the right amount of time and attention to it you know that that label of video game adaption doesn't have to be the kiss of death doesn't right. have to be a guarantee that it's going to be like atrocious and a dumpster fire well to me too and I, I have no proof of this i just have what has happened in the past and what we have heard when these things occur to me too this looks like non-studio interference you hired the people that produced the game. I mean, for God's sakes, you even have 
the same people voice things that are voiced in the game, which we can talk about a little, you know, in a little bit here. But this doesn't seem like studio interference. It really looks like they said, okay, like, we're going to trust you. Yeah, and I think a large part of that is just Neil Druckmann's involvement. Yep. You know, by by getting him and having him be, you know, one of the main creative forces in this, it, you know, so I don't think anybody has ever accused Hollywood of not being arrogant in general. <laughs> um, we know better. Let us let us handle mm-hmm. this. Like you guys stay over there. You don't We're you don't know what you like. No, you we know what you like. Yeah. And they take a property that people enjoy. They adapt it because they know how they want to adapt it as opposed to sticking true to what made it compelling in its original form. And by keeping Neil Druckmann involved, you, you have that direct lifeline to why the game worked and why it's so well regarded by so many people. And, and it's, it's in a caretaker's hand who's not going to allow major changes to happen or to have it deviate or start introducing things. You know, there's no Quan Ha in this so far. Nope. Like there's nothing introduced for no reason at all. And for God's um, sake, I, I'd actually trust them to introduce that. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, fine. Like if, if she just showed up and you know, I'd be like, okay, I, I trust them at this point. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it really is. It's it's unbelievable what we're getting so far in two episodes, um, you know, and this nine episode season here. But, you know, this episode is about, you know, uh, Joel and Tess starting to make this trip uh, with Ellie. And when they get what's the word I'm trying to to use here? Um not trapped, but, you know, once the tension starts to build and it's that first sound when they step into the museum, um, we know what's coming as as yeah. someone who has played the video game. But even somebody who hasn't, you hear that sound. And again, it is so well played by these by, you know, the actor and actresses that even somebody who's just watching this show and has no clue about the game, they, they do not know a single thing about the game. You can tell crap. We're in trouble. And that noise just can't mean anything good. Listen, when you hear that clicking sound, it's not the ice cream truck coming down your, your road. Like it's, it's not like the disco down the street is, is doing like dollar shot night. Like that's not what that sound is. Nope. And I'll tell you what, you talk about the tension in that Ooh. scene. It is it is ramped up to a hundred. It knows exactly what to do. Again, somebody who played the game and knows what this story is, I am ca- I am caught off guard. Like I I'm actually worried. I'm nervous. Yes. So I've never, this is a weird experience for me. And Matt, I'm, I'm positive. You had the exact same experience watching this that I did. So we're talking about the clickers, of course. And you hear the sound and the sound is, is right out of the game. It's it's, right out of the game. Same people, the same people that did the clicker noises for the game, do this for the, for the show. And it's perfect there. And it's perfect here. 
and and you hear it and i'm sitting there terrified but with a giant smile on my face yep. like when has that when have yeah. you ever done that in your life what movie game show podcast comic book novel what have you ever experienced where you were terrified with a giant smile on your face? It is so strange to me. And I'm positive you had that same reaction. I, I thought I had the Joker syndrome from the Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix movie where I just, I couldn't do it. Like I, I just had to laugh like, because oh, God. I was so nervous um, that anything else just didn't seem like the appropriate response, but not only, uh, you know, is the, audio perfect jesus with the visual of, uh, oh of these God. guys oh the motions they they got the the robotic kind mm-hmm. of like snap and and oh it's creeping me out just thinking about it and um and i i did watch the the end of episode little bit at the end and they kind of talked about that they only worked with performers who had seen the game and the game was important to them and you can tell yep um you know it, and it's amazing the difference when you're when you're watching something and you know that it's important to the people who are creating this piece of art yep. to get it right and to do it well. Like it shows that this matters to everybody involved. Like they're not just phoning it in anymore. Like this is they they want to do this right. And it and oh my god, when the when the clicker makes the noise and I'm like already scared, and then you see it in the distance out of focus and you see the way it's walking and the way it's snapping and moving my wife was sitting next to me watching it. She's absolutely terrified. I'm terrified, but I'm giggling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, this is, again, this is something, you know, you just said like, Oh, like my wife's sitting watching it. This show so far in the first two episodes, this is the show that will bring the, like the household together or different groups together. Like this is the show that will now, like you said, you know, you're going to hear about it everywhere. This is the show that will bring everybody together to talk about it. And it doesn't matter if you're a video game player, if you're a fan of zombies, if you're like, this is just, this is the show much like, you know, game of Thrones in the beginning. And so like this brings people together. This is what people are going to want to talk about. 100%. I mean, you think about just the way that streaming has fractured um, TV viewing. Yeah, there's there's a couple of shows that a lot of people watch, but it's been a while since we've had something that everybody watched and talked about, like Game of Thrones, like Sopranos. Mm -hmm. Um, To some extent, True Blood was was really, really big for a while. Um, The Walking Dead, when it was really good, everybody was watching. Lost the first couple of seasons, like Lost was a huge thing. Yeah, um, you can think of a few here and there, but streaming has really kind of fractured uh, TV viewership. And mm-hmm. and honestly, people just watch The Office for the 75th time in a row before they'll start something new. Yep. This might be the one that kind of brings everyone back, like you said. You know, in the last week, um, I've heard reports that HBO Max was even kind of crashing with the number of people logging in. Um, I want to say this set some kind of record for them that, um, I don't I don't think it eclipsed House of the Dragon as far as a premiere, but it, it was their second best premiere. Um, I mean, like as I mentioned, social media has been full of stuff. And uh, particularly what's been a lot of fun for me is the um, the Mandalorian Last of Us crossover memes. Yes. I love them. Yes. I love them. 
by the way, um, if you're listening to this and you see any good ones, uh, please email them to mgttmpodcast at gmail.com or share them on the official Matt Goes to the Movies Facebook group. Uh, show them to me. I love them all. I've seen a couple of them and uh, keep them coming. Yeah, no, those have been actually fantastic. Really fun. <laughs> uh, um, but going going back to this clicker scene and just you know the buildup of the tension and right before that scene though we talked about it in the first episode i i love the relationship between joel and tess i love that she is the voice of reason for him so to speak that even when he doesn't want to do something, she knows how to talk to him. And it's not what I love about it. What I absolutely love is it's not manipulative. It's 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 a partnership. It's a friendship. It's lovers that have been pushed together because of this world. Because certainly there's something kind of there because you see in the first episode, she's laying yeah. in bed like she lies in bed with him and stuff like that. But I, I just love that it's not manipulation that she uses when she talks to him for him to be like, okay, fine, we'll do it. It's she knows that part of him still knows what the right thing to do is, even though they've both done things that you can tell she, she's not proud of, but this is the world now. I, I just, I love that aspect. You can tell there's no hierarchy in that relationship, right? right. There's, you know, when it comes to their business, um, there's not a president and vice president. They're, they're, you know, co CEOs mm -hmm. of whatever their operation is. Yeah. Um, it's not 5149. I own stuff, you know, I own this no. many, like I own this many shares in the company. You own like, no, it's 50, 50, like we're. <laughs> yeah. And there, there is that mutual respect between the two of them. Mm -hmm. um, that's, it's kind of interesting, particularly for a character like Joel that, you know, you look at him and, and some of the things that he, he does, obviously he's doing plenty of things that are illegal. He has to kill a guy on their way out and it's not the first time. Um, you know, he's the kind of person that you think about what happened to him at the beginning of this outbreak and what he's left with. And it's, he, he strikes me as the kind of person that if he lives or dies, he doesn't care. He's, he's not going to take his own life but he's not going to go out of his way to prolong it. You know, mm -hmm. he's going to certainly avoid anything that's going to cause him pain. But at the end of the day, it's like, listen, whatever. I don't, I don't even care anymore. And yep. it's interesting to watch how that happens. And it'll be interesting to see how that nature of him changes as this series goes on. Yeah. And I did like one other thing uh, that is, is backtracking just a little bit when Ellie asked him, well, what about that guy? Um, you know, when we see him kill the cop or, you know, whatever we want to call um him, that officer that we saw him trading the pills for for the ration cards. And she's like, you know, well, what about him? And she asked, like, was it difficult knowing that they were people before? And it, he doesn't take a long time to think about it. But again, there's like a crack there where he's like. Sometimes. And then he just like, he moves on, you know? And it's like, again, you just, it, there's just these little tiny buildups in the first two episodes where this is going along where you're rooting for this. Like 
they did it in episode one by extending that opening scene, showing, you know, a little bit more time with him and his daughter than what you get in the video game. Um, this, these little tiny cracks and things like that for a viewer, you want to see this guy get a happy ending. Like, like already, I think in episode two, like I think viewers, and again, I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I, I just, I, I, I see people wanting to root for Joel and be like, but I, I want you to find a way out of this. I want you to somehow find a way to look like you did it. The opening of episode one, when life was normal. Yeah. And it, what occurs to me is that, um, probably intentionally Joel has not really been around kids much in the last 20 years. Yes. He's probably kept himself away. Um, doesn't really have a feeling towards him, which is why when we see that young boy that was on the truck, he offloaded, you know, into the burn pit. Um, and it really didn't seem to affect him in any way. You know, he just, Mm -hmm. he doesn't run in circles that keep him around kids. He stays away from them. He avoids them. Um, so it's interesting, you know, when, when she's asking him, you know, a million questions and he has to try to remember how to like talk to kids again. Um, I thought that was kind of an interesting little like character bit. Um, and it's, it, it's unimaginable thinking about the kind of pain that he's, he's dealt with for 20 years. Right. Um, knowing what happened and, um, yeah, it's, there's so much depth to what's going to happen with, with these two moving forward. And, um, you know, we've got seven more episodes this season to see it in. Um, that's not enough for me. No, I, I was sitting there thinking in my head, like my, the next words out of my mouth were going to be, and I don't want it to end at nine. Like if it ends at nine, I want them to announce season like season two coming August 25th, 2023. Like just for some reason, they've already filmed the second season and we're back. Like, cause I, the way this is going, I don't feel like the conclusion of the game is in season one. No, like I just, I don't see that happening. Um, so that's not spoilers, but I just I don't see this being the culmination of the first game in one season. No, I think they've got plenty of story to tell. Uh, we already know they're going to work with the story from the DLC because we've seen shots in the trailers leading up to it that are clearly from that. Um, that's at least it, depending on how they do it. You've got one whole episode that is just that, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you want to do it that way, they're kind of bouncing around back and forth with time. Um, which I like, I think is yep. really effective. I think reminding us of what, how things were, um, makes it that much more impactful when we see how things have become. Um, and just the way they're talking about the bombings and things like that, it, it um, you know, we're the way that, uh, Joel and Tess are talking about the bombs and, and, and Ellie just doesn't really, you know, fully understand, understand. that she was born after all that, you know, there's another great detail when they get to the top, uh, before Tess, uh, sacrifices herself. And she says, you know, you can't deny that view and it's rubble. It's a demolished city. And Joel kind of looks at her like, the hell are you talking about? This Mm -hmm. is chaos. This is Armageddon. This is the end of the world. What do you mean you can't deny that view? 
And it occurs to me, like, this is how she grew up. She doesn't know anything else. He remembers really, truly beautiful things. Yes. Yeah. She's never known it. Like seeing actual, like a wide range of sunlight hitting an area is something to her. It's special. Instead of being in a dingy, like run down part of a city in quotations. Yeah. It's, um, um, it's, and I, and you see that too. Like, you know, she's got just the way she is so excited about being in the hotel. You know, do you guys ever come here? You know, like, yeah, like, yeah, we don't run in these circles. And what I really loved is, you know, there's so many environments. There's so many uh, sets of this episode that were stages in yep. the game that were adapted. Uh, moments were adapted directly. And again, they weren't done as a fan service. Um, they were done because that's the best way to tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, even the clicker designs, you know, they basically yeah. came up with some stuff and they're like, actually, the original works really well. So we're just going to roll with that. Um, yep. Because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It, it. And it's not like you have to deviate from what's there to tell a new story. Like, I think that's I think that's sometimes where <clears throat> adaptions go off the rails. Is they feel like they have to deviate for the sake of deviation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at oh, well, pe- Mario Brothers movie. Oh, well, people have seen this. So we we, yeah. we have to we have to do something so much different that it feels new. Yeah, pretty much everything they did with the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know, was was a travesty and and an affront before God. Yeah. Um, you know, just like why why mess with what works? Yep. And uh, I mean, even moving the bookcase was straight out of the video game, like that little detail. Yeah. Um, but Rob, you mentioned it. Let's let's discuss. Um. I think what is obviously the big moment of this episode and that's Tess. Did, did you, did you think it was coming? Did you get an idea? Like, or were you, were you caught off guard that this is, ha- this has happened episode two. I, I thought there was a chance that um, they might stretch her character out a little bit just to mm-hmm. give her, you know, more episodes um, and tell a little bit more of a story. Maybe we don't have her get taken out at that moment. Um, But as things progressed, it became clear that that was the story they were going to tell. And I did, again, we talked about when they do change something from the, the, the original uh, story, it's effective and it works for those of you who haven't played the game in the original story. Uh, they're surrounded by soldiers that are tracking them and chasing them. And she goes down basically in a hail of gunfire because she knows that she's infected. You know, that's all that's all adapted directly from the source. Uh, but she kind of, you know, creates enough of a distraction for them to get away, which we've kind of seen that before in, in movies and stuff like that. So the change that they made um, was was really pretty cool. I don't think I'm into the fungal French kiss like that. I could have done without I yeah, I that. probably could have done without that. I was like, all right, that was weird. What happened? Like, yeah. um, but just the fact that, you know, again, for somebody who, you know, played the game and everything like that, I appreciate the change, but I do also appreciate the fact that she, they did not have the temptation 
to and maybe they did and they decided against it but i i'm i am happy with the fact of what they did execute that they did not prolong her that they did yeah. not say oh well let's drag this out and let's let's try and get the viewer hooked into maybe more of a relationship between these two characters um i love the fact that they decided like this is what we're going to follow you know the the path that we're still going on with the subtle change to it um but also think about the fact that this is episode two. Okay. For, for viewers. And if you feel differently, listeners, please let us know. But we've spent how, how much screen time she had in the first episode over an hour and a half with this character in two episodes. Think about how effective it is that she is gone. I, I I can't imagine like, again, people who are watching this aren't affected by the fact that she got infected because for people that don't know the game, you probably didn't expect her to be infected this early because you were probably thinking like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to be together. They're going to be in a relationship. You probably could see it coming in the future. Like, Oh yeah, I could see where they would try to do this in like, pull on somebody's strings. But I think in the short amount of time that she has, you know, in the show, this is still incredibly effective. Yeah. The one thing that I'm, I'll say, I think that for those who don't know the story already, I'm glad that they didn't wait because one of the things that's kind of occurred to me as all the promotional stuff came out. Yes. She's featured in a lot of the trailers, but all the posters, all the other stuff is just Joel and Ellie. Mm hmm. And at some point, a non, um, you know, a, a person who's just watching this fresh would have to start wondering, like, okay, well, something has to happen at Tess because everybody's talking about this. You know, they're making a big deal out of Joel and Ellie, Joel and Ellie, and and the, you know, the two bigger names that are cast for that role um, really seems to be driving all the attention. So uh, I'm glad they didn't kind of string viewers along any any longer. And you know just to keep on the theme of not stringing along again, you, you know, he's upset, but I love the fact that they don't string along and Joel, he does what she asks. He does not sit there and wait like, no, we can save you. You can come with us. Like yep. he, he, you know, he doesn't even do like a last kiss or anything like that, which is no. not necessarily like specified that, their their relationship is romantic but it's not also not right like it might be spelled out yeah it might be like hey look we we fool around every now and then like we're together like we're in the same area we do things like i'm a man you're a woman like (laughs) i got needs you got needs right exactly but i just I think it's it's such a sign of respect that you can determine that these two characters have for each other for everything that she that they've been through. And she says, like, make all the shit that we did worth it, like, because you can tell, like, yeah, we, they've done some messed up things to be where they are right now and be alive. Um, but I just I love the respect that it shows that he does leave. I'll tell you what was really interesting to me as well is, uh, and maybe I'm reading way into this, but when Tess is kind of realizing it's time for her to set up her Alamo and Mm -hmm. it's going to be her last stand, 
you know, she's, she's preparing to do that and she's giving Joel those instructions, you know, at that moment, you know, she's facing down her own mortality. She knows she's moments away, no more than five minutes away from the end of her life because of this bite that she received. And she's standing next to somebody who could actually help so that nobody else would have to go through that, you know, in those last moments of her life, you know, is all of the things that she's thinking about and the importance of Ellie mm-hmm. and, and to think that, okay, I'm going to die because of this. I'm going to make a sacrifice to do everything I can to make, if there's any chance that this actually works, that nobody else has to go through this. Mm-hmm. I really saw that in what she was doing. Yep. And maybe I'm reading into it, but that's, I, I felt that come through in the performance and, and the dialogue. Yeah, no. And that's, and that's what I mean by like, make everything we did worth it. Like you have to get her there so that people don't have to do like, people don't have to continue doing what we've had to do just to live in this world. Like let's make this world better. Like, even if I'm not in it, like, we have to do something like this. This isn't the way that we should have to like, we should have to live. Yeah. Trading and meal ration tickets and things like that. You know, it's, it's not a good existence. And and I love too the contrast, you know, I mentioned Joel um, and the respect that he has and, you know, the way that he views the world now and some things just are the way they are. And you have the child's view in Ellie. That's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going with you. Like we can't just leave. Like she still, she has that old mentality of the world, you know, that we kind of have nowadays. Like I can't leave somebody behind. Like what, like, what do you mean? Like she still has that mentality of a, a child, so to speak um, of it's not, it's, it's not black and white. Like, cause to Joel, it's black and white. Either we stay here and we die or we have to keep going. Like, I know I don't want to see this person die, but this is, but that's the way it is. Me staying here is not going to save her. Bringing her with us is not going to save her. This is how it has to be. And Ellie is like, well, we can't just, you know, her mind is we can't just leave her. And and that's what makes Ellie really the best character of this. Um, you play as Joel in the game, but really the most compelling and most interesting character to me was always Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And she's, you know, uh, again, there's a lot of just straight adaptation, but man, she, she has done a great job. The, the performances in two episodes are all, they are all top notch. The preview for episode three looks like another hit. It's just, it, it is something where this episode ended and I literally was like, I was just kind of like looking at my phone waiting for you to be like, I'm ready. <laughs> like I, I was yeah. just like, okay, like what, where is he? Like what is it? Was that my phone? Is it, are, are we going, are we going to talk about it? Like, okay. Um, Hmm. Pro- uh, eh, probably another 10 minutes. Like he'll, t- he'll text me and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go on. Like I, yeah. I literally was like the kid that woke up before his parents on Christmas. And we're like, are you guys going to wake up? Like there's presents downstairs. 
Like, yeah, yeah. My brother and I had that thing arrangement with our parents where the, you know, once we got to a certain age and they didn't have to wake us up anymore, it's like, okay, guys, you can't get us up any earlier than this time on Christmas morning. And my brother and I would wake up and play video games with each other until it was time for that. And that's, <laughs> and that's kind of the same feeling it is when it's starting to get close to nine o'clock on Sunday night. Yeah. I, I was just like, okay, here we go. Like it's, it, and again, like we talked about, shows in the in the world that we live in now with streaming this is a rare occasion where i'm like okay like next week i'm gonna be like nine o'clock nine o'clock is the last of us it's been a very long time since i've said this time frame is dedicated to this unless it's dinner plans or i'm going out to a movie like with the way that television works now time is like a time is no issue. Yeah. You don't have to be home at seven o'clock to watch something. No, I, I better be home at nine o'clock on a Sunday for the next seven weeks. Even when like some of the shows that we reviewed that have been just absolutely incredible on Disney plus, it was always like, well, I'll start it when I start it. Like, you know, we would text each other like, Hey, have you seen it yet? No, I'm going to wait till I'm, you know, probably nine thirty right. tonight or 10 o'clock after dinner. I got a couple things and then I've got some work stuff and then I'll get to it later. Like, Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it today. But right. like the time on it yeah. is just kind of vague. Uh, this is nine, yeah. 9 PM. Yeah. <laughs> this is starting. I, I feel like, like right now, and this is I I feel like I'm just gushing over this. Um, right now, I feel like if I'm not in this house, like if I'm not next week, if I'm not in this house, I'll somehow miss this episode and it will never air again. Right. Like, th- like this is my one and only shot to be home, watch this episode or somehow it's gone. Like that's how these two episodes have made me go. This is must watch. Like if, if I'm, if, if I can't watch it Sunday, Oh, Oh no. Monday will come along and HBO max is going to take episodes one and two off of the list. I, what, what will I do? So I'm going to throw something crazy out to you. So episode five, it's going to air February 12th. You want to know what else is February 12th? Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't care. If the Super Bowl goes into overtime and it's a good game and it's nine o'clock, I mean, it'll still actually, even if it doesn't go into overtime, it's likely still to be playing because yeah. it's a longer game. The halftime shows longer. The whole thing is longer. Will you turn the Super Bowl off to watch this? For me, it's 100 percent. Yes, I, I will. That that Super Bowl will not be an issue. And I will say for somebody who is living in Buffalo, for listeners of the show who don't know that. I would have I would have a real crisis turning it off if it, or keeping the Super Bowl on if it would have been the Bills in it. Yeah. I would I would have I mean I cannot imagine this happening unless episodes 3 and 4 were absolute duds and they stunk. If if 3 and 4 are the way of 1 and 2, yeah, I would have a very hard time going all right, yeah, I'll keep the Super Bowl on. Like, and if I was like, if I was with people watching the Super Bowl, I swear to God, I might duck into another room and just watch the episode on my phone. And people would be yeah. like, where'd Matt go? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. So you'd have to bring headphones with you because this is something that you really need the ability to have. Like, 
the the correct left and right your, stereo sound your noise for. noise canceling just 100 leave me yeah. to my 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 own but and, you know now that the championships are set you know i'll be curious uh you know real quick prediction for anybody who cares I, i've got kansas city meeting philly in the in the super bowl but you know let's assume it is those two cities um what's i wonder what the the ratings for the super bowl even in those cities will be like right around nine will people turn it off particularly like if the game's already in right. hand i think people will definitely turn it off even in the city that they live in yeah yeah um I just, I I cannot believe what this show has done. And I, do you have any other notes uh, about this episode? Cause I feel like I could just backtrack and just, I just talk about everything that I've already said, just to hammer home the point of how great it is. I don't want to do that. Um, but, but do you have anything else that we didn't get to touch on that you had written down? Let's grab some popcorn. All right. So, Popcorn time. We are going to rate this episode out of five buckets. Now, Rob, you and I both rated the first episode a five. This has not changed for me. Uh, The second episode is another five. There is there is no doubt this is as solid of an entry as the first one for different reasons. But yeah, what a start to this. Everything about it clicks. Um, what else can you say? I wish that the scale was bigger. You know, yeah, like, it, <clears throat> it's funny because I've said before that I don't need something to be perfect to be a five out of five for me. You no, know, I can, I can enjoy something and it can be a five out of five. Now, if you start thinking about raking, you know, ranking or rating something in a much larger scale, let's say out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of things you would assign a hundred, you know, you might assign it a five out of five, but it might be more like a 95 out of a hundred. Right. Um, if this were, if, if it was a hundred buckets of popcorn were eligible, this is a hundred buckets, uh, yep. but the scale only goes to five. So it's five. Yeah. I, I just, that's, you know, something like this. I was, it's funny that you mentioned it like that because particularly for episode one and then episode two, that thought had crossed my, my mind about, Okay, well, what if the show was rated out of 10? What if it was rated out of 100? What would I be giving these? And I was like, well, it would either be a it would either be like a 99 or it would be a straight 100. Like it would be so close to that mark. It wouldn't be like, yeah, if it's out of 100, this thing's uh in 80. Like no, like this is is so close to any rating scale that you see for movies or anything in general that I'd be like yeah, whatever your highest score is, this is it. Yep. So absolutely. And, uh, you know, I certainly hope that, um, the audience continues to grow because I think, I think society and culture in general is ready for one show that everybody's talking about. Yep. And like you said, I mean, for a, a very long time for those first couple of seasons, um, you know, that, that really was the walking dead. It is funny how post-apocalyptic, zombie-esque shows um, have have dominated certain aspects at certain times. Um, you know, certainly The Walking Dead fell off a cliff in terms of the, the juggernaut that it was for ratings. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that this is something, and I, I think it will be just based on everything that you're seeing, because let's face it, the scores that this is getting in the reviews 
are not just because video game fans are talking about it. This is getting the buzz. much hate stuff that gets adapted. Yeah, like this is getting the buzz that it's getting because it has captured the casual audience viewer. People who are just looking for good TV and good stories. Yep. I mean, when it comes to video game adaptions, I can definitely think of times where I heard of a project coming out that was a video game adaption. And my response was, oh, please don't. Like, right. It's going to it's going to be awful. Like, please don't yeah. do that. I mean, even, you know, you look at a couple of, you know, recent things, but, you know, to me, Sonic is the exception. Um, oh, yeah. But you look at Uncharted. I mean, it's got Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. I, I like both those guys. I really do. It's average at best. Also made by Naughty Dog. Yeah. You know, but but that adaptation is is average at best. And to me, that looks like studio interference based on things that you read. Um, Again, this doesn't seem to have that. And look where we are. I mean, again, we talked about adaptations. Look, Halo, Resident Evil. Mario Brothers movie, Street Fighter, you know, still, even after that new Mortal Kombat came out, the 1995 Mortal Kombat is still regarded probably the best one out of the three. Yeah. You know, out of those, you look at Uncharted, you look at Prince of Persia, Max Payne. Oh, God, Prince of Persia. Oh, God, Max Payne. Oh, I'd block that one out. Yeah. Let's not forget Dead or Alive. Yeah. Dead or Alive. House of Tekken was adapted. House of the Dead. Tekken, um, just so many more. And you just have an onslaught of movies that do not work or shows. And this thing, you know, really, realistically, the only video game stuff that really works consistently is animated features. Yeah. Well, and depending on how you feel about Detective Pikachu, because that was yeah, it takes I, place within the world of Pokemon, but it's not like a, an adaption of any existing story. Right. But um, I will hold that up as as a fine example of an adaption. I will, too. I will put that up there as, yes, that's actually good. And I, I said that about Sonic, where I was like, Sonic went past the point of like, well, it's good for a video game movie, too. This is a good movie. Good. Yeah, like, oh, this is a good movie. Um, yeah. I, I would put detective Pikachu up there as well. Definitely. Uh, certainly it looks like the, the new Mario brothers movie might buck that trend as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I had that as a prediction in our, uh, 22, uh, year end recap that that was going to be better than, than people thought it was going to be. Yeah. So that will do it for our episode two review of the last of us looking eagerly forward to getting to episode three. Uh, I've never wanted a week to go by so fast in my life um, yeah. to, to get to this next one. But before we get to that, uh, that next episode, there's a couple of things coming at Matt goes to the movies that uh, I am really excited about. I'm, I'm always really excited for what we're doing, uh, but coming up on the 25th. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go back one, Rob. We have coming up on the 24th, uh, I Am Legend with Harrison. We're going to be doing another Will Smith movie, uh, which I am excited about. Minus another one post-apocalyptic movie. Minus <laughs> or, or setting. Yep. Minus one scene. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to rewatch that. 
then on the 25th, uh, I will be doing a back-to-back uh, watch party for the two animated Dead Space movies, to which I have gotten a really good response on the RSVP. So if you're one of the listeners that's listening to this and you have you know, responded to that link that we've posted on our social media uh, to watch the Dead Space animated movies live with me. Uh, Super excited about that, to hear your thoughts on those movies and the remake that's coming out of the original Dead Space game uh, that we will be streaming on the 27th when that comes out. So super excited for that. And then on the 26th, though, um, we'll be talking Wild Wild West. Um Yay. Which, you know, I it it seems like <laughs> such a task right now, but I it's to me that's going to be once we're done, it, it's gonna be hard to get there. But once <laughs> we're there, that's going to be the Batman and Robin, the Daredevil. Like that's gonna be the episode that's just fun to go. How does something like this happen? Yeah. Uh so um there's there's a lot of new listeners that have come in uh, through The Last of Us. So first of all, thank you. We uh, we really really appreciate you uh, listening to the show, and uh, certainly hope you'll stick around uh, with us for the end of the season. Uh, but if you're trying to figure out what this Matt goes to the movie show is all about, uh, certainly you can dig through the archives of the channel. You'll find all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, certainly you'll find some of your favorites, uh, a lot of great stuff that had come out on Disney Plus, a lot of shows there, a lot of uh, great movies over the over the last uh, almost three years now that the show has been running. Um, and you might see a variety of movies on there that you go, wow, that movie sucked. I'm not going to listen to that breakdown. Um, those might actually be the ones you really want to download and check out because those tend to be uh, some of the ones that uh, we get the best listener feedback on. Uh, that they really enjoyed. So yeah, definitely check out the ones for the movies that suck too. Yeah, no, those, those are always a lot of fun in a different way. Um, But uh, you know, we look forward to bringing you all of that new content. We are, we're working on February as well. Uh, Rob and I have discussed a couple of ideas, have not finalized anything yet, but I, I can't believe it, Rob, but January is almost over. So oh my God, how did that happen? <laughs> um, so we will we will finalize the schedule for February. Um, we will uh, figure that out, post that on social media. Um, I will tell you, as we're expanding into video games at Matt Goes to the Movies, I know February will definitely include uh, some gameplay streaming of the new Hogwarts Legacy video game that's coming out. So really excited for that. And we will keep you posted. But Rob, uh, before we go, please let listeners know what social media um, channels they can catch us on. And you did mention it, but that email one more time, just in case, because that actually, if you have that email, that actually helps a lot with the giveaways that we've been doing. Uh, We have given away in the past week uh, between physical and digital uh, 17 different copies with more to come of different movies. So uh, it helps to have the email and the social media pages. Yeah. So make sure you uh, stay, stay subscribed to the show. That way, as February gets figured out, uh, you'll be the first to be able to download uh, new episodes as they get released. So much fun stuff being talked about right now. 
Um, so we can't wait to bring all of that great new content to you, the listener. Uh, but if you would like to contact the show, particularly if you have some some great Last of Us Mandalorian crossovers, uh, send those to mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Certainly, if you have suggestions or thoughts or things you would like to hear reviewed on the show, uh, that's a great place to uh, make those suggestions. mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. Just the initials of the show. Matt goes to the movies and then podcast at gmail. You can also find the show on Facebook and you can join the official Facebook group. Um, a lot of great conversation discussion will happen over there. A lot of super fans for the same things that you are a super fan for. So uh, it's a it's a great community. Come on over, hang out with us. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram. You can find us on uh, TikTok and Twitter and uh, and eventually uh, probably MySpace as well. Uh, but fine. Cause, uh, wouldn't it be funny? Like if that was all that was left because everything crashed in 2003, right. <laughs> like, like in the last of us. And that's the only way anybody commu- could communicate. Cause that server got left on. So everybody's digging out like their phones, trying to remember what that password was or something like that. They were like, just a matter of time. We waited it out. <laughs> yep, we waited it out and we're back. I knew you'd come crawling yeah. back eventually. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can find the show in all of those places. Uh, but definitely make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to the good podcasts. Yes. So thank you to new listeners, returning listeners. Uh, your support is appreciated so much. And we will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.